Welcome to the PH Journals podcast, where we explore hunting, wildlife management, and conservation. As hunters and conservationists, we know that hunting can be a powerful tool for wildlife conservation, generating revenue and promoting healthy ecosystems. Join us as we explore the latest research, interviewing experts and practitioners, and sharing stories from the field. Whether you're a hunter or conservationist, or simply interested in learning more about this somewhat controversial topic. Hi, my name is Dylan Love. I'm a professional hunter out of the southern tip of the dark continent. Join us as I believe hunting is our best conservation tool we have to offer. Hey guys, and yeah, welcome back. Um, two in a row now, uh, same week. Still feeling a bit stuffy. Um, yeah, the weather conditions haven't been the best. Yeah, in South Africa, there been a lot of wind and dust and stuff, so it's pumped my sinuses up again. So if I'm sounding a bit clogged up, I do apologize. But today's podcast, can you be too good at conservation? Well, that's a question we need to ask about the recent activities that are happening in Botswana. Um, but before we get into that, just a big shout out to the whole team at Scully's. Uh, this podcast, as well as many of the episodes involved here, is proudly brought to you by the Scully's team. Um, I've been involved with Scully's and the whole development side of things, or well, not hands-on, but I've seen some tremendous growth and exciting new things that are coming through um, the program. It's, it's a wonderful accessory to have on your next hunting safari, although they don't only cater for the safari enthusiasts, but they do cater nationwide, countrywide, and worldwide um, for everybody. Um, so if you're looking to get into conservation, understanding a little bit more about wildlife, or your enthusiastic um, taste buds on wildlife in general across the world, um, please head along to scullies.co.za and have a look. Uh, they've got some fantastic skulls out and the range is just growing day by day. And if you guys <clears throat> want to find out a little bit more, head along to my bio and my link is obviously there. I would appreciate it if you supported me on that. Uh, every little bit counts. It all goes towards a great cause, conservation, as well as this podcast. So, yeah, guys, give a big shout out to Scully's. I'm really looking forward to seeing what they've got. And, um, yeah, exciting times ahead. So, to get back to the point, can you be too good at conservation? Well, this is a question that's been asked about the recent activities in Botswana. Some interesting things have come out of there that the overpopulization of elephants. Yes, you heard me correctly. The overpopulization of elephants. There are too many elephants in Botswana. A fact, a stat, that kind of seems a little bit unrealistic at this point in time, based, if you are based out of the US or Europe, now those of you that know, elephant hunting was frowned upon many, many for many, many years, and although it has been encouraged by so many countries, it is now a must need for Botswana. So almost two-thirds of the elephant population comes out of Botswana. And Botswana closed its hunting activity in 2014, which has led to them reopening hunting now just in the past year. But the numbers of elephants have grown so dramatically, there's almost 130,000 elephants, more than any other country in the, in the world, in Botswana. Now, Botswana, as far as landmass is concerned, is way smaller than South Africa, 
So you need to understand the devastation that could be going on with overpopulations of these large beasts. And like mentioned before, hunting is probably the best way or best conservation tool to manage these numbers. No human rights or no wildlife activists or anything like that. You don't see them on the ground trying to physically monitor these things. Besides, it's a costly process to try and dart an elephant and relocate them. And you're going to be doing one at a time. And I mean, can you imagine the cost behind that? So why not capitalize on the overabundance? Well, that is part of the issue. Is that um, the overpopulization has led to a huge enthusiastic um, approach by a lot of hunters, but hunters are calling it a little bit of an oversight. And the reason for that is because about because the the elephant prices haven't dropped, even though the the, the supply and demand, <clears throat> the supply is huge, but demand is slowly but slowly slowly but surely started to decrease. And this is based on so many different factors, but one of the main factors is the economy. Um, in the US. I mean, I don't need to dive into details on what's actually going on over there with the whole Ukraine, Russian, China war. Um, but the more we carry on and the more we, we improvise, the more these numbers are just growing and growing and growing. You need to understand that almost 13 permits get filled a year, 13 out of 130,000 elephants. And that's just in one national park. Guys, we, we're sitting here with a crisis, a huge crisis. Because just in, I think it was 2019, in 2019, more than 17 people lost their lives by coming into, into contact with elephants. So what happened in Kenya in 1977 is Kenya closed their hunting for good. And since 19, 1977 and 2019, a dramatic decline of almost 70% of their animal population was declining because the locals <clears throat> made use of the land by crop, by, um, by livestock. And what would they do if any sort of wild animal came onto their property and started eating all their livestock grazing or eating their crop? They would eradicate it. Therefore, hence the population decline. However, it's been preserved and conserved by the Botswanan people They've tried to look after the elephants as much as possible because they know that their plan was never to, to uh, close hunting for good, but was closed for a certain period of time because the previous president believed that the declining numbers in, in wildlife were due to hunting, never taken into the consideration of the, re, of, the, of the drought that they were going through and, of course, the massive, massive demand for bushmeat and poaching in the area. So... Like I said, places like the Chobe district, um, where five people were killed and seven elephants were shot by people trying to protect themselves, this has become a massive, massive, massive problem. So is there an answer to this overpopulization? Is there an answer to this conservation problem? Well, firstly, we need to understand that being so good at conservation has led to the decline or the devaluation of the specific animal. So though an elephant, you could be hunting them for almost $70,000 at one stage. I would recommend that we bring those prices dramatically down, therefore devaluing the animal, which goes against all conservation principles. As far as I'm concerned, 
the best way to handle these sort of things is put it out on a massive special and have a two-year project encouraging people to come out and see your land, see your country, because it is a beautiful part of Africa, <clears throat> and come out and have a look and, and see what you guys can do. And in the meantime, hunt an elephant. And although, although it is part of conservation that you do tend to incorporate the culling process, I don't think we're there yet. I do think that we can manage the... Um, easily manage um, what we take off through these herds, big bulls, um, old females, and leave the young ones to st stick around and reprodu reproduce. So, <clears throat> this has been many, many people's um, like-minded opinion, but unfortunately it's not the situation as far as the safari companies are concerned. Still trying to cash in a penny, a pretty check on these wonderful majestic animals. So, what does this mean? What does this mean for Botswana? What does this mean for the elephants? What does it mean for the popularization? So, although a country could be capitalizing on this conservation success story in some ways, we will slowly start seeing a decline in the desire of hunting an elephant. And as well, the valuation of hunting an elephant. Because now people are going to hang on and see what's going to happen to the price because the over the over demand is there. I mean, the over uh, supply is there, but the demand is slowly dwindling. And this is a concerning factor because you need to balance the two. You need to have a high demand with minimal amounts of supply. And the reason for that is that you just keep making, getting these permits a desired task. <clears throat> keeps the hunter coming back for more, keeps him coming back to want to share their experience with your country. However, this has turned dramatically on its head. So once again, I don't have all the answers for the Botswana government. I am excited to see what is going to come of this because it is a little bit scary to think that there's too many elephants and these elephants are going to die tragic deaths through poaching through starvation disease um the whole list goes on and on and on if anything kenya is a, <clears throat> a true testament to how bad this could have been but although they've opened it up again there's still some hope and you know professional hunters outfitters like myself we're hoping that hope sticks around and for myself um, I'm wanting to sell a few elephant hunts. It's still very, very difficult to acquire one of these tags. So maybe making that a little bit easier and understanding that your trusted guides are going to do the best they possibly can to keep the numbers growing while we're taking out some is crucially, crucially important. Let's not forget that more than $132 million a year gets pumped in to conservation gets pumped in by you, the hunter, into our African countries. And that $132 million is just South Africa. Imagine how much Botswana, Namibia, and all the surrounding countries are gaining from this benefit of having hunting tourists coming out to do such a thing. But it doesn't just stop at hunting. It also affects the photography side of things. 
with overpopulation of elephants, it means that habitat is starting to get lost because a herd of elephants will destroy pretty much everything that they see in their sites. Not because on purpose, but just because it's their main food source. And being large animals, they're going to have to each la eat large quantities of food. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, the plan going forward. I would love to hear from you guys in this week's discussion because I think not only is it important to understand where we, st where we sit with this whole thing, but it's also important that every time Dick and Harry deserves to know the stand that Botswana on, the, the situation that Botswana in. Because this over, um, how can I say this, um, this perspective that, that these animals are endangered throughout South Africa, well, throughout Africa, is so not true. And yes, although in some parts of Africa, the numbers might be dwindling, in other places, the numbers are strengthening time and time and time again. We've seen this with the leopard down here in the Eastern Cape. We've seen it up north with the leopard, the lion population up in Namibia and Zimbabwe. And now we've seen it with the elephant population in Botswana. So who are these governments, who, who's this government taking advice from? Well, that's just the thing, is that it's the U.S. Fish and Wildlife that 90% of these decisions are getting made on. And the reason for that is that because majority of the American population are the ones that come out and shoot the animals. To be precise, it's more than 75% of the American hunting community that are taking these elephants. So 75% of the elephants that are taken on a yearly basis go to the United States of America. Whether it be permitted hunts, whether it be problem elephant hunts, whatever the case may be, it is still being hunted by more than 75% of the U.S. hunting industry. This is huge as, as far as it goes uh, in the hunting picture, is because that without the Americans, we kind of have no real reason to hunt these animals or generate a decent profit off of them. So by them making, by, by putting them in the driver's seat and, and calling the shots, not only does the American industry suffer, but so does the South African or African industry as well. So I would like to see more governments take in their own initiative and make their own calls. However, we can't um, influence the importation of these trophies. However, we can still influence the hunting ability of these animals. And I think that's that's probably our biggest answer in this in the broader picture is to try and get people on board that understand conservation, that understand the negative impact of being overpopulated, having a population that's overpopulated, and really try and manage the numbers as best as possible. Because like I said, and I've said it in so many podcasts prior to this one, is that us as human, as a human race, we've created these artificial ecosystems and it's up to us now to manage them and how do we manage them through wonderful tools like hunting and yes hunting is not the only one but i do feel it is the best one that we have at the moment because it is controlled and it can be controlled if we just work together
So once again, leaving with an interesting topic. After Botswana stopped the hunting in 2014, the government wanted to photo on the, uh, f- focus on the photographic tourism industry, photographic safaris. However, in some areas this model thrived, but in others it failed to take off because obviously where the hunting concessions were, the animals weren't as photogenic as what they thought they would be. So, in 2014, a record only 19,376 tourists arrived to the country. Regardless whether that would be photographic safaris, whatever the case may be, and it's still a dwindling amount of tourists compared to when they opened it up yet again in 2019 to 502,000 tourists visit the country. And of that 502, more than 246,000 were Americans to hunt elephant. Well, not just elephant as such, as there were only 40 permits available, um, but to do hunting in a hole. So, guys, the benefits of hunting, the benefits of everything else are there in plain sight. I do feel for Botswana because they're going to have to have a harsh look at themselves, not because they failed, but because they haven't come up with a strategic plan that can benefit not only themselves, the country, but most importantly, the elephants at whole. It will be devastating to see the drought take out a whole bunch of elephant for no money whatsoever. But not only that, to incorporate diseases and, um, you know, contact with humans, you know, fighting over crops and stuff, that will be a devastating sight to see. So I do hope that the Botswanian government has got some sort of plan involved, and I do hope that they reach out to many, many individuals that can help them implement these plans going forward because it's it's going to be crucial to understand why this is such a delicate process in this conservation battle congratulations on increasing the numbers but now it's the hard work it takes to control them and like you've proved to many many countries so do kenya's proved it to us now botswana hunting is still by far the best conservation tool we have to offer So guys, that's it for this week's episode of the podcast. I had so much fun doing this one and researching it. Um, A big shout out to, I want to give you the lady's name now. Uh, She wrote this article where I generated Krista Ma. She's a journalist out of Joburg and she writes for the Los Angeles Times. So big thank you to her. Um, It was a true honor and privilege to read into this situation i was asked on social media why why has botswana become such a massive hunting destination for elephant at the moment and i knew that they had a problem of 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 overpopulation of of um, elephant but now it's so much better to understand why that is and like i've said many many times you stop hunting and you don't have you know a recovery program in place this is exactly what happens and it's not us who suffer it's the farmers it's the country and most importantly it's the animals so guys we need to have a hard look at ourselves and really understand why it's so important to look after this industry that can look after our animals so for myself it's been 
it's been a fun week. It really has. Uh, the weather hasn't been great. I hope the sinus side of myself settles in and sorts itself out. But until next time, I just want to say thank you to everyone that has followed me, supported me. Once again, it's going to be worth mentioning that we won't be posting too much on, on YouTube as far as the podcast is concerned. We'll be posting snippets and cutouts um, of the specific podcast. Uh, so the full episode of these podcasts will be aired on all the major platforms, iTunes, um, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play. And yeah, just appreciate your guys' support there and then. So for myself, if you are, happy hunting. Until then, stay safe, stay blessed, stay humble. We'll catch up with you guys soon. Cheers. The Journal is brought to you by Treason. Don't just blend, become. Splitting Image Taxidermy. Worth remembering. Maxis Tires. Covering pHs over any terrain. Magnum Archery. Scullies. The little things are what makes life wonderful. Vanandi Blends. Changing the game. FFS Outdoor, versatile gear for any situation. PH Toolbox, helping you make your own adventure.